All right, all right, we're here with Shallow. This is Urban Artistry, Funk and Focus Preservation Project where we're documenting different artists' stories. Um, super happy to have Shallow here. Definitely someone that, you know, was a huge part of my upbringing in the dance. One of my first battles actually at Breaker's Delight. <laughs> um, definitely a lot of East Coast history here. Um, so I'm really excited to have you. Thanks for being here. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, no problem. So let's just get this thing going, man. I'm really curious. I got a lot of questions for you. Uh, I wanted to just start out, off by just asking about, in general, what it was like growing up in Boston. You know, not even just with dance, just what what your environment was like growing up out there. Well, it, it was funny because um, on every block, there was like a dancer, you know, and um, in the city. And you know, even though you were doing something like someone could have been doing something completion, completely different on, a, on the next block, you know, and uh, if you walk through the neighborhoods of Boston, there was you would get called out every second. Crazy. You know, so you had to be prepared. And uh, there was a lot of talent shows, block parties, um, you know, festivals, stuff like that. That's where a lot of the battles happen too. That's what's up. That's what's up. So, so when you were, when you were younger, like at what point did you start getting into sh like street dance and popping? Like how did that whole process happen? It's funny. I, 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 I went to camp Massapog, which was like the Y camp, but I hung out with like the guys from my neighborhood that were like the top dancers. They were called the Robonauts. Mm -hmm. But uh, there was one of them, I asked him to teach me. And he says, don't you know why people got no rhythm? <laughs> you know what I mean? He's like, and he clowned me. Dang. And, um, but we were close because we played ball together and stuff and, you know. So I ended up going to camp and um, there was this kid in my cabin that was one of the top dancers from my neighborhood. His name was Karim Saunders. So they end up having a talent show up at camp. And um, he said, yo, let's go in it. I said, what will we do? He goes, oh, we'll dance, you know, we'll pop. And I said, well, I don't know how to do that. So he was like, no, I'll show you. I'll show you the basics. Show me how to wave it through my arm, through my body and up. So we took broomsticks, we cut them, we painted them black and we taped the ends with white tips. So they look like like canes, you know, uh -huh. and we wore top hats, you know what I mean? The black top hats and, and we wore white gloves and we went in the contest. So we went in it and we did our thing, you know what I mean? I mean, he was doing most of the stuff, but, uh, but we won and everybody was talking about us. So two weeks later, um, you know, he told me to keep practicing. He gave me my first puppet strings that's what we wore also. Wow. So he says, just keep practicing in the mirror and use the knees, you know, and practice on your angles and all this other stuff. And uh, so he left. I was really upset, you know what I mean? Because we got really close. Yeah. So I stayed up there all summer and I started practicing really hard in the mirror every day for hours. And, uh, and my first style was puppet style, actually. You know, the way you hit with your hands and stuff, yeah. you know. And um, so I left I left camp and I came back 
and I was a freshman in high school. So what happened was um, they had a talent show called Upward Bound. And two of my best friends that I grew up with in my hometown back home, they popped a little bit too, but we went in it and the crowd went nuts. And uh, we did the wave on the floor and the vibrations and all the, you know, the old school stuff. Yeah. Crowd went nuts. So, so we went to freshman school at Ringer Latin in Cambridge. And uh, everybody was like, oh, dance, dance, dance. But I wouldn't dance for anybody. For two years, I didn't show anybody after that. I just practiced, I practiced, I practiced. And then there was this club I used to go to called Dance Factory. And um, I used to get called out every weekend mm. by different people. Because, you know, we didn't know each other. Right. And um, I, I just, I got better and better and better. And I never lost. I kept winning because I kept practicing battling, you know? And um, so that was basically it in the beginning. Yeah. And then, um, you know, we started rocking on the street for money, like all the floor loads. This is what before we were the floor loads. It was all the best dancers from different cities. Yeah. We used to meet up and just dance and make money. Yeah. We were all friends, but but this is before we had a name. So finally, one of the guys... uh, Cisco and Mike Mad, they said, yo, let's form a group. And we became the floor loads mm. because we were like the best from every city in Boston, you know? And was that crew breakers and poppers? Yes, they were. We, we were like 20 deep. We had floor loads one and two at one time, and we were probably about 30 of us. Wow. And uh, but over the years, everybody's started breaking off, you know? Yeah. But, uh, but for years, we, I mean, they were, they're still together now. It's like the fifth chapter of Flo Loves. You know, it's like the nephews of the, the guys that started up with me. That's crazy. That's so, so cool. So was there, um, was there at that time, was it like, you know how in New York they called it electric boogie? Was there like. In- yeah, boogie style. With this like. Yeah, it was all because you were popping off. Um, looking for the perfect B, Bambada, Planet Rock. So a lot of that stuff was fast. Yeah. So you had to pop fast. You know what I mean? But there was guys that tried to imitate the West Coast from Soul Train and stuff. And I used to watch all that from the beginning when I was learning. But <clears throat> I grew up off a funk, just yeah. dancing in parties, doing two-step and all that, you know, all the the old dances, you know, yeah. they used to call one the white boy when you used to do the two-step <laughs> and it was really a dance back then, the WAP and all that stuff. And right. So a lot of that was off funk. So you had to learn how to dance with a person, with a girl. And then like, you know, when popping came back again with funk and all that, it was always just reminding yourself what you used to dance off the, the type of, um, Beats per minute, you know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, yeah, but Electro was the first for us. That was the thing. You know, because we had hip hop on the East Coast. Yeah. It was all the rap groups and stuff like that. UTFO, Run DMC, uh, Fat Boys, Houdini, um, LL, you know, and so on. Was uh... So the, the, the rhythm, the rhythm style was different from the West Coast. Yeah. Was, um, was popping like 
a mix of a lot of things like what where you guys were doing was it like waves glides tuts hits yeah i mean we did wave glides tuts vibrations chicken um we weren't doing boogaloo back then it was no boogaloo um it was just like you know you do the shamrock when you hit side to side kind of like the michael jackson thing you do and stuff like that the moonwalk we did glides yeah we did a lot of glides actually yeah because like one thing i noticed about like you megatron domino is like you guys also had a lot of like dope blow-ups and like like cool original glides and original waves and like was that like kind of the point where you guys trying to come up with stuff you hadn't seen before with each style well we used to practice a lot together for shows but we also practiced by ourselves because we were like secretive with a lot of our moves like because you never knew who you were going to battle you know yeah. And we used to study each other to get better. So that's that's how you improve, you know? Yeah. If they made up a certain move that was dope, they were like, oh, shoot, you know, you'd have to go back in the lab and create something, you know? Yeah. It was about being different. Yeah. That's cool. And, um, you know, because we didn't have YouTube. You know, we just caught what we could on, on TV or or video or, and uh, then try to create something. Yeah. But it was about being original. Cause if you, if you did something similar to someone else, they discarded that really fast. Yeah. They got real, they downed you on that. Yeah. That, do you, does that feel a little weird to see today's generation with how easy it is to take moves and style? Oh man. It's like strange for you. <laughs> this is a lot of, a lot of biting I see now. Right. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. I'm not saying people, there's, there's a few people that are creative, very creative. Slim Boogie's really creative. Uh, Frannick's very creative. Uh, Junior Boogaloo with his tuts are very creative. Um, you and Rashad, when you guys make create stuff, like is very different. You guys don't look like anybody out there, mm. but there's a lot of guys. J-Rock's creative, but he used to be like a copycat of Pete mm. at the beginning, but then he started finding his own, which is good. Yeah. You know, it takes time. Yeah, sure. You know, you know, because like if a lot of guys ain't studying the old guys, you're not gonna learn to be different. Mm. Yeah. You know, if you don't know what guys were doing back then, how do you know where you're gonna take it to? Right. Exactly. That's why it's important to learn. Yeah, for sure. You know, don't just do the dance, learn about it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, do you mind uh, telling us a little bit about like your story with uh, Megatron and Domino, like how you met, what you guys did together, the things you were creating, like that whole story? Well, about Domino, rest in peace. Um, we knew each other before dance. We grew up since grammar school. We used to hang out and stuff like that and laugh and joke. And uh, then we started practicing together. We used to come from school and we go to his house and we used to dance in his front yard. And you remember those old flat cassette tapes players? Yeah. From school. Yeah. You used to hit the cajack, the nays to come up straight up. 
Yeah. Well, that's what we used to listen to. You know, this was like before them big big one, them right. big boom box came out. And uh, so we used to take that. We had a long Planet Rock mix. We put it in the window and we practiced for hours, hmm. you know. And that's why a lot of people say that we wave alike, you know what I mean? Because, you know, we trained together. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's how we, like, created the whole show, the thing, and the isolations and stuff, you know. And uh, so then, as far as Megatron goes, um, there was this kid when I used to go to Harvard Square near Harvard University, where I live. Uh, we, this kid used to dance for money outside. His name was Super Steve, and he was real nasty. The first day we met, we went move for move for like 45 minutes. He was like that good, mm-hmm. you know. And a lot of people don't talk about him in Boston because like he got really sick, you know, and, um, you know, he kind of faded out, you know, so. Yeah. But he grew up with me in Tron. So what, what happened was we would dance and he would go. He was from Dorchester where Tron lived. And he would go and tell Tron about me. And he'd be like, yo, Sha-, he'd be like, yo, Tron, you got to see this white boy named Shallow, man. He's dope. He does this, 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 this and this. So then he would come back and tell me about Tron. He'd be like, yo, Shallow, you got to see this big fat dude named Tron. He's dope. You know what I mean? He does this, this, and this. Yeah. And this went on for like a year. Wow. And me and Tron never met. So then one time, this kid from Florida that was friends of mine, Andre Hunter, he was a, a papa too. And uh, we went to this show where New Edition got their first contracts. It was called Hollywood Talent Night. They performed, and like a lot of other people performed. But that they had like battles going on in the club. So Dondre said, Yo, I'll be right back. So I walked over to the circle. Next thing I know, the whole circle's behind me, and I'm in the front. And this dude called me out. He ate my head and all this, kicked it and all this stuff. So there was this big guy there. And he goes, oh, man, don't worry about that. Go get him. It was Megatron. Uh, but I didn't know at the time. <laughs> so then he was he was like, don't worry, I got your back. Now, mind you, I was the only white guy in this party. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I was kind of skeptical about battling. So then all of a sudden he goes, go get him. I'll get your back. No one's going to mess with you. So I went in and I ripped this dude apart. <laughs> he was like, oh, shit. Like, you know, tripping out. Yeah. And I'm sorry for my language. Oh, you're good. And um, so he was like, yo, what's your name? I said, David. This is before they called me Shallow. And he goes, oh, man, nice meeting you. I never asked him his name. And I left. Andre came back, says, what are you doing? I said, oh, they were battling. He goes, come on, the show's going to start. And when I left, I never saw Megatron again. I kept seeing Steve. He kept talking about Megatron to me. So then one day we went down Faneuil Hall where we used to dance for money. All the floor lords showed up and he said he was going to be there. And I said, I would be there. I come around the corner and it's that same dude from the party. He goes, yo, I know you. I said, oh, I know you too. And he goes, but you didn't say your name was shallow. 
I said, no, Shallow's my last name. I told you my first name at the first time. So then we started getting down. We went for like an hour, me and him back and forth, like trying to impress each other, you know, just saying, oh, I got something like that. It wasn't a bad at all. Yeah. And all the other floor looks like, can we dance? <laughs> so then finally we chilled and we just talked yeah. and they all danced and we exchanged numbers. We hung out every day after that, you know, practicing together, going to clubs, everything. We were like inseparable, you know. That's dope. That's dope. And, and this went on for years. Yeah. Like, you know, then we started entering contests and okay. talent shows. And then yeah. everybody was like, Tron and Shallow, Tron and Shallow. Yeah. You know, so then everybody knew us. Like, if one of us wasn't around each other, they would ask, where's the other guy? Right. I'm sure you and Rashad get that a lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. People would say, try to say R Ryan and they would say Rashad or try to say Rashad and they would say Ryan. They would mix our names up. It was like, even right, exactly. <laughs> they did. That happened to us too, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you so know, the funny thing about me and Megatron is as long as we were together, we never battled each other. And, uh, but a lot of people used to try over the years. Who's better? Who's better? Who's better? Yeah. And, you know, just to try and get us going. We never did that though. Cause we were too close. Yeah. And we never thought about it. And then you guys went on to do so many things like Slaughterhouse, Unity and Respect. Tell, tell us a little bit about those things you guys ended up doing together. Yeah, I mean, e even years before that, you know, we were dancing probably 20 years before we started Slaughterhouse, you well, know, year, and um, you start, we did way? a lot of shows. Can you throw that in there? What year did you start? Uh, I started in 78. 78, okay. You know. And I started breaking around 80. Yeah. Because I did both styles, you know? Yeah. And, um, but yeah, we did, when we were Floodlers, we were performing like with Madonna, Run DMC. Yeah. Uh, and I got pictures with all these people. Yeah. You know? And because, um, you know, when you're a dancer, you're not a singer or a rapper. So the only way that you could say that you perform with these people is by taking pictures with them or being in the video. But how are you going to video yourself when you're dancing on stage? Right. You know, <clears throat> so the only way was to take pictures. So, but we, yeah, we did a lot of like fundraisers. Like we did um, Shriners for like the burnt people, stuff like that. Jerry Lewis telethons, all that stuff in the 80s. Yeah, we did. We were on Channel 4, Wrap Around and all that. These were like shows that were. And uh, so we did a lot of charities. An hour, you know, you know this. So we figured we'd start at Slaughterhouse where we would have people come in yeah. They would learn foundation. Yeah. We would teach them how to battle. And a lot of people were like, well, I don't know how to battle. I don't know how to battle. Yeah. We were like, well, you're going to learn today. You're going to get that fear out of your system right now. Yeah. So they would battle a veteran from Slaughterhouse. And then after they battled, regardless how good they were or whatever, they would have to battle, get that fear out of the way. 
and then everybody became family. Yeah. You know, those were like your brothers and sisters, you know? Yeah. So like Lady Beast, like Onion for days, Heat Rock One. Yeah. Catalyst, Jedi Nice. Uh, you know, they all became like her brothers. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they would all train together, help each other and hang out and, you know, yeah. stuff like that. So You know what I mean? And then then all the training would start, you know, we'd start doing the foundation after that. <coughs> Excuse me. But the thing about it is at, when they battled, all their peers judged them. Mm. And we and we would ask them who you think won. Right. They would say they would say who and then why. And then me and Tron would be the final, final answer of saying who won. And this is the reason why. So they got an understanding of how competitions were. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're not always going to get the song or the music that you like. Yeah. So you got to get used to dancing off all different music. Yeah. You know, because we would play all different types of songs. And they would have to dance to it. Nice. Whether they like sometimes what we would do is we'd line up all the kids and we would battle all of them oh me and no. tron <laughs> you know what i mean just fun battling you know what i mean not serious and i you know but it it, it it gave an idea how much they improved yeah you know and then we do this thing where we would play a song and we would ask them how many different noises are in that song mm. or instruments and they would have to tell us. And then we'd say, okay, now we want you to beat freak to every one of those songs and yeah. those noises. Yeah. And then you'd have to do it in different styles, mm. waving, popping, right. tutting. So that's how your yeah, how you you your uh your foundation grew. Yeah. So you know, like I said, we did that and we did unity and respect because at the time. There wasn't really no big pop in contests. But there was a few little ones and they weren't putting up a lot of money. Yeah. And we felt like that was disrespectful to the poppers. Right. So we figured that we would uh, throw an event and put up a good amount of money. Yeah. Yeah. I, so that way, like, you know, we could show respect to our dance and, and everyone that does it. Yeah. And it was so, it was so epic at the time. Cause I remember that's when I had just moved to the West coast for like a year, but I was from the East coast, but I remember it was a very big, like East versus West energy, like, and people. Right. Exactly. It was like this big thing. And then the finals ended up being Rashad and junior. And it was kind of like East coast on one side, West coast on another, but the money was so big that everybody from the West coast wanted to go. It was a, it was like such a unique well, battle at that time. And in order for us to have people come, we had to put up a decent amount of money. Yeah. And we looked at it like this. You have to pay a flight sometimes or bus or train. 
Then you need to get a hotel. Things. So we try to add that amount of money to make up for all that for them. Yeah. You know, so so when you throw a jam, you got to think if you want a big one, people got to pay flight, hotel, you know, food, and then you get into the event. So if you don't put up a prize money enough to take care of that, you're not going to get people to come. Yeah. Because it's hard for them. You know, B-boys and poppers are not rich. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you got to take in that in with, uh, you know, with uh, what you're doing. And it, like I said, as far as Rashad and Junior Boogle, um, it just worked out that way. Yeah. We didn't plan it like that. That's crazy. You know, there was 125 poppers. Yeah. You know, so it was like it just worked out that way. And it was sunny. It was it was funny because people came from Japan, France, L.A., New York, uh, down south, you know, so it was everybody. It was a collaboration, which was good, you know, and that's why we put our judges like that. That's yeah. why we had like the top poppers from the West Coast, the OGs and the East Coast. Yeah. So that way there'd be no complaints, you know, and yeah. we wouldn't be judges. That's why we only hosted. Right. You know, to make it fair for everybody. Yep. You know, so. Yeah. And then after that event, a lot of people started throwing big popping events, which it was like, like I said, Junior Booger. Yeah. That just happened to be like that. Yeah. We didn't plan it that way because we had six different judges. And the first unity respect, we had Bop and Andre, Pete, Skeeter Rabbit. Rest in peace, um, Bob and Andre, and Clown, and Jazzy J. So, in the second one, we had Wiggles, we had Rashad, we had Brian Green, and we had Buddha Stretch. So, oh, you said Rashad. no one could ever say you said that Rashad. there was any favoritism. Did you mean towards either else? one of them? Did you mean someone else as the judges? It was supposed to be flat top, but stretch filled in for flat top. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. Say the judges again for the second one. Cause everyone. It was uh, Boogaloo Sam. It was uh, Wiggles. It was Buddha stretch and it was Brian Green. Gotcha. And uh, so like I was saying, there could never be no favoritism towards either one. Yeah. Because it was all different judges. Yeah. And uh, there was 125 poppers. You had people from France, L.A., New York, down south. Um, you had people from Egypt. Yeah. It was crazy. It was like, you know, people came from everywhere. Yeah. And it was a lot of big name dancers. It was. You had like yeah. Jay Smooth, and you had Aki, yep. you had Bruce from Justaboo. Yeah. You know, a lot of big name people. And uh, the talent was great. Yeah. Um, and there was a lot of call so, out battles too. <laughs> there was also. Yeah, you had your battles. side things. There was all, yeah. The, uh, the first year I was in a call out, I think with Ghost Boogie 
And there was another call out. And then the other, the Chase second one. Rashad battled on the Smooth side. Rashad. There were so many call outs. It was, yeah. it was so much. It was such an epic battle. And, uh, you know, it, so that, that was like kind of like the birth of big, big money popping yeah. um, events, which is good because it, like I said, we, we should be showing the same respect as the B-Boys. Yeah, especially in the U.S. too, there wasn't a lot of that. Like some stuff overseas was like bigger events. And even now I think about that too. I miss like the big popping battles in the States, you know, like usually people yeah, absolutely. go out there. But at that time, like you said, people from outside were coming to the States, which was really cool. Which was good too, is that they started bringing a lot of U.S. dances overseas mm. after that too. Yeah. So a lot of people got their careers. It's true. Blown up after that. Yeah. People got you know. their names built up, careers. That's very true. Yeah. That's very true. Yeah. And which is good. It's good yeah. for the scene. Yeah. Anything that's good for the scene is look, what's we always look at it like this. You can have your eyes and popping or people you don't like or whatever. But in the end, we're all family. We're all brothers because we're all trying to get the same you know, um, inspiration, uh, uh, shows, whatever, whatever it is, you know, yeah. anything to make it grow. Yeah. So in that, in that, in that aspect, we're all tied in together anyways. For sure. I wanted so, to, uh, maybe change gears a little bit and ask you since like race is like a hot topic right now, you know, like being, uh, person of European descent, you know, white person, like what, what was it like coming up for you? Like as a white person in Boston doing this dance, was there any interesting scenarios, interesting things that happened? There was a lot actually. Yeah. Which, which, um, it basically helped me grow when I got older towards a lot of things. Um, being white in a Boston area, you know, also being white doing an African-American dance, um, you know, you had your people that made, that downed it, said, you know, they, they try to discredit you and say, uh, oh, you weren't good or whatever. And, uh, but there was a lot of people that supported it, you know, because they knew I was doing something positive, you know. But I went to a lot of black areas where I battled a lot of people. I got chased out of a lot of areas, Shit. you know, uh, you know, because people got offended because they were they were losing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so you had to be really. Uh, protective of yourself you know yeah but um but i had a lot of friends that were african-american that uh, i grew up with first representing my area you know where i was from and uh you know i never knew how good i was gonna be yeah or get and um i just wanted to learn it and be respected yeah you know and, you know, you dance for your name, for your reputation yeah. back then. They don't do that no more. Right. Back then, if you, like, battled 
and you had a battle for your name and you lost, your career was done. Yeah. You know, they don't, they don't, they don't have it like that no more. You kids got it real easy now. You know, they're really sensitive. You tell someone now, uh, you need to work, you need to get better. They get all offensive, you know, they don't want to be your friend, you know, and all this other stuff. But look, you got to be honest. That's the problem with this dance these days. A lot of kids are kissing each other's ass because mm. they're friends, you yeah. know, and they're not telling the truth. Mm. If something's whack or not good, you got to be honest and tell it, man. Yeah. And that's the only way you're going to grow as a dancer. Yeah. You know, and I think these days they don't do that. You know, yeah. everyone wants to be so positive. It's not about being negative. It's about growing together. Mm. Yeah. You know, so if you went out and you danced in front of me and I know I'm doing crap shitty and y'all like, yo, that I hope you would dope. Be honest with me. Tell yeah. me. Say, yo, I've seen you. I've seen you better. Right. Right. You know, and then I know I need to work harder. Yeah. Was um, a lot of these dances these days, they look alike because yeah. they're following each other on YouTube. And yeah. they're not being original. So that comes from being honest, too. Mm. You know, you got to say, well, this person does this, you know, and um, you got to switch it up, you know, and you can't do say that to these kids because they get they get upset. Like, you know, you're hurting their feelings or whatever, you know, so it's about being original anyway. Yeah. Wait, wait. How do you feel about um, like the new new thing a lot of people are talking about is like white folks being a guest to the culture? Like, have you ever felt like a guest? Do you feel like you're a guest now? Like, what do you think of that whole topic? <laughs> I've been doing it since 78. So if I'm a guest, I guess I'm a long guest. You've <laughs> been a guest since 78. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's not about race, man. You know, yeah. we, we, we know who started the dance. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's like if you're representing the dance properly, there should be no quarrels. Yeah. You know, and long as you're showing respect to it, you know, and the people before you, right. there should be no qualms. Yeah. You know, I don't feed into that stuff, anyways. I don't believe in race. Like I said, some of my close friends, I've known only 40 years, and they're my, they're my family. Yeah. And, um, like Megatron, Domino, they were my brothers. And yeah. I've known them over 30 years. Yeah. And we never ever got into no race thing or nothing like that. Yeah. I find it, I find it really disrespect, disrespectful to even bring up race. Yeah. I mean, if we're, if, if we're not racist, then why are we talking about them? Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, if, it, if we're being constructive and saying, all right, yeah, it was an African-American dance, but they weren't the only ones doing it. Sure. There was Latinos, Asians, you know, all different cultures. Yeah. Papa Taco's Mexican. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? So it's like, and he was doing it like back with Pete and them were doing it. Right. So it's like, they weren't bringing that up to him like, oh, you're Mexican. 
you know, it's it's just I don't see it. I don't see the sense in it. Sure. Like I said, if you if you're doing the dance properly and you're respecting everybody, it shouldn't be no problems. Yeah, I I, I agree. I fully agree. You know, I walk right by that stuff. Yeah, respect first. You know, being in. Gotta respect the person first. You know, like. Yeah, I also was treated like a brother by most of the people I learned with and and the people that I came up with treated me just like like a brother, you know, just like someone that was a part of this thing. They never called me that, you know, they didn't act like I was something that wasn't a part of this. And I felt like that's what made me able to grow in this thing, you know, because I was never treated like that by by my peers and the people I came up with. So. Yeah, that's how it should know. be. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, like you said, those were your brothers. It's... They were my family. Yeah. You know, and like, like I said, since childhood, and um, there isn't anything they wouldn't do for me, and I wouldn't do for them. Yeah. It's just it's how it should be. Yeah. For sure. Oh yeah, thanks for sharing about that. Appreciate it. Um, Another last thing I wanted to ask you about was, uh, well, I don't know if this is the last thing, but one other thing I wanted to ask you about was like battles. Like if you could share some epic battles you were in or certain battles that you wanted to mention that you- that It's you funny fighting. you say that. One of the top battles, um, I battled this kid called Snow White. He was Puerto Rican, uh-huh. but he had blue eyes. So he looked like a white boy. So they called him Snow White. That was his dancing name. Wow. And he was in the Playboy Papas. So what happened was they came to Cambridge in my hometown from Mission Hill, where they were from, which was like a real tough town in Boston. And like four of them came and they battled me and Domino. Me and Domino roasted these kids. (laughs) So they were like, we're going to come back with the rest of our crew next week. We were like, bring whoever you want. We didn't think it was going to happen. They came back like 20 deep. And they were, uh, my buddy ran to my door, knocking on my door. And he was like, oh, Shallow, they're here. I said, who's here? He's like, them kids from Mission Hill. There's like 20 of them. They all had like white sweaters on with black Playboys on there, just sweaters. So, I, you know, we started calling all our friends that danced that, you know, because the floor lords weren't around at the time. So me and Domino and a bunch of kids from our hometown ended up battling. It was like 20 on 20. It was crazy. This battle, is there's a piece of it on YouTube. And um, my buddy recorded it on Reel to Reel. And he, he ended up saving it like 30 years. Then he put it on DVD and gave it to me. And it's on YouTube. A piece of it when we were all young. If you look up, um, I'm so embarrassed because what I was wearing was crazy. Because we did a documentary after that. We were trying to imitate Beach Street. And I had like booty shorts on with a candy cane (laughs) t-shirt. Now, mind you, we were poor. We were poor ghetto kids back then. So that's, you know, we wore wore what we could. And, uh, but it's on YouTube. And uh, it's history. So if you look up Cambridge Port Hip Hop, you'll okay. see the video. 
a piece of that battle is at the beginning. Um, but anyways, we, what happened was we ended up all battling for like an hour or two. And everybody from the neighborhood came. There was like thousands of people there, people sitting on roofs of the houses and everything. It was crazy. So then like two girls got into a big fight and the cops came and broke it up. That's how big it was. It was like, you know, so we ended up going down to the projects and me and Snow White were one-on-one and it was crazy. He did this move to this day. I never seen it. You know, you said, you know how you see red bricks on the ground. He got on his knees and hands and started, started moving his, his legs and feet at the same time and act like he was crawling up the wall like Spider-Man. It was so dope. I was like, wow, I never seen that, uh, you know? And uh, if you could picture what I'm talking about, you know, his both arms and legs are going up and down and he's on the floor, but he's going side to side up the bricks. Whoa. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's... This is what I mean about being different and being creative yeah. and popping. Yeah. You know what I mean? Till this day, I never seen nothing like that. Yeah. You know, and it's just like with the bread bricks, just made it more illusional, you know, which was crazy. But we ended up going back and forth. And then our girlfriends got in it. My girlfriend at the time was his ex-girlfriend, Snow. And she was. a, And they finished the battle off. And we ended up winning, which was crazy. The girls battle. But that was just one the girls scenario, battle. you know. And, uh, you know, I battled Jazzy J, which okay. was a dope battle at Rock, Rocksteady Reunion when I first met him. He thought I was Mr. Ree when he called me out. <laughs> um, I battled Skeeter Rabbit, rest in peace. And, you know, I'm really glad that I did. Yeah. I was mad at the time because I didn't expect it. Yeah. And um, that was because I called Jay Rocker. And then he spoke to them and then he called me out, mm-hmm. which I'm glad because we became really good friends after that. Yeah. And that's what old school people do. Yeah. You battle somebody, whether you win or lose, sometimes you become friends, sometimes you become enemies. You know what I mean? That's just yeah. part of the dance and yeah. the culture. True. But I was really glad that we, you know, we became good friends after that, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So those were a few battles anyways. Yeah. Those are some pretty big, big ones. Oh, Playboy Eddie's another one. Oh, you battle Playboy. Yeah, after Back to Mecca, he called me out. And um, he wanted to battle me for $5 outside. Uh, we, We were in the Bronx under the trains. And uh, he wanted clowns as a judge. And I said, no, no, no. There was like 100 people over at the store getting food. And I said, bring everybody over here. <laughs> and I told him, I don't want to beat you with one person. I want to beat you with everybody watching. Yeah. <laughs> and then we went like four rounds. And he gave up. And he said, um, you got a lot of moves. I don't know which one, any of them are yours. But, you know, he was like, she was like, take the money, take the money, homeboy, take the money. And I was like, but we became friends after that. Nice. Too. 
which was good. So that's what's but up. Eddie's dope too. Yeah, yeah. You know, nice. He's been around a long time. Respect to him. For sure. For sure. Me and Ree almost got in. Mr. Ree. Yeah, what happened was uh he was a guest with the Flow Lords at the Flow Lord anniversary. And he was hanging out with Domino before I got there. So Domino was saying, you know, you got to meet Shallow when you get here. He's like a battle type dude, you know, but he's, you know, cool, whatever. But obviously, Mr. Ree is too a battle person. So when I showed up there, there was a circle. Mr. Ree went in the circle and he came right out on me and was face to face with me. Mm. And I'm looking at Domino and everybody like, Let me know when you're ready. So I looked at Domino and the rest of the guys like, I thought this guy's a guest here with us. So he walked, started walking away and I went after him. Yeah. And he walked out of the circle laughing like, you know, I think he just wanted to get me going, you know? Right. And uh, but so I said, where are you going? We ain't finished yet. <laughs> and he just laughed and kept walking. So we never finished the battle, you know, but me and Reed became close after that, you know? Yeah. And uh, he told me later on that Domino got him hyped up to like want to battle me, you know, I was like, and Domino would do stuff like that. He would. Yeah. Just to, just to piss me off. <laughs> you know, that's what friends do, you know? And uh, so it was cool. Yeah. You know, nice. but it would have been a, it would have been a good battle though. Because we seem like we have similar styles. That would be dope battle. Yeah, so. But me and Rhea are really cool. And Shuko. Nice. You know. Yeah. Yeah, man. So is there... Uh, what... Are you... Are you still open to doing teaching and stuff like that? If people watching this, can they... Yeah, um, I mean, like, I'm doing... I would do... You know, and more of the young, the youth, you know? Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, I'm open to teaching and stuff like that, judging. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I just chill out right now. You know what I mean? I just more, I just more like growing and trying to um, build, you know? Yeah. You know, yeah. I, 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 you know, I don't talk about it much, but, um, you know, I, that I'm going through. And yeah. uh, so I'm just dealing with that while still training, you know, and practicing. Yeah. Yeah. For anybody that watches this interview, you know, you can contact shallow like directly if you're interested in hearing more history, you know, like he said, he, he's, he's teaching, he can judge. So he's a great resource. He's, you know, and he's a definitely an East coast, legend for for us you know like i said i looked i looked up to folks like like you like first on the east coast before i learned any anything else outside of like what was going on over here on the east because that was my my upbringing so man just really appreciate everything you've contributed you know and you're still here still sharing so definitely appreciate that man yeah i'm always i'm always available to help anybody you know anything for the culture yeah. So and they can reach me on Instagram, okay. shallow617 or uh, on Facebook, 
Facebook. I mean, I'm sorry. This echo is killing me over here. Oh, man. <laughs> Technology. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I watched a lot of you guys grow. Oh, yeah. You, you Rashad, Pop and Todd, Pop and John. Um, you know, like I said, Catalyst, Jedi Nice, Onion, for days, 3D. There's, there's a lot of you and guys that are in your prime now and doing your thing. Yeah. Which I'm proud of. You know, I'm proud of all you guys. You guys are like passing on the torch. Appreciate that, man. Appreciate it. Is there any last thing you want to share with maybe other dancers coming up or other OGs or anybody? Last final words? Just, um, just remember that a lot of the OGs that you get that are, you know, famous and popping or whatever, or, or you respect, learn from them, ask yeah. them questions because they're not going to be around forever. You know, we're losing a lot of famous dancers and it's sad, you know, rest in peace, Ozone, Shab, we should have to do, you know, Domino, Louis New Wave. There's a lot, of, there's just so many people, you know, and it's the ones that are around, don't be afraid to ask questions. These guys are here to help you. And they like that. They like, they like sharing their history you know, and showing you to do the right thing in the dance, you know, so don't be afraid to ask. That's one thing. Pop and Pete, Hugo, Taco. Um, there's just so many people. Boogaloo Sam, you know, uh, like rest in peace, Don Campbell too. Yeah. You know, it's like, like I said, we're losing a lot of famous icons. Yeah. And uh, don't be afraid to, to ask them anything. You know, if you want to learn the right way, you got to ask. Yeah. So that's one thing. The other thing I want to give a shout out to, you know, my family, Flow Lords, um, Megatron, my partner, Disco Dave, my other brother, Jazzy J, uh, another person you should be asking. Mm -hmm. um, rest in peace to my brother, Domino. You know, just all the people that represent the dance. And all you young guys, just keep doing your thing, man. I respect all you guys. For sure. Thank you, man. Thank you so much for showing up for this interview, being here, doing this. I really appreciate it. And um, yeah, we'll be in contact more soon. Let's do some more stuff together. Definitely, man. Let's collab. Yeah. All right, respect. bro. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. All right, peace.